Hey, this is Pastor Matt Chuela from Wisconsin. Greetings from Wisconsin to all of you in Africa. And um, praying for you all over there. We have the tyrants on the loose worldwide at this time. And um, we need to respond to them. And as churchmen, as Christians, we have to respond to the tyrants and point men to Jesus Christ. Extremely important for us to do. It was the well-known British statesman, William Pitt, who once said, necessity is the plea for every infringement of human freedom. It is the argument of tyrants. It is the creed of slaves. And the tyrants have found that the virus is a perfect narrative for a tyranny. It creates fear. It creates hysteria. Uh, we've seen it around the world, we've seen it here in our nation. And so people then allow the government to possess powers they should never be given. And the matter of the fact of this situation is the COVID narrative has been built on a mountain of lies. And I've recorded um, in my sermons um, some of those lies. If you go to Sermon Audio, Dot com, sermonaudio.com and type in my name, Matthew Chuella. Um, you can look at the sermons that I've preached exposing the lies that this COVID narrative has been built upon. It's important for men to understand that tyranny is built plank by plank. That is a fact. First, they want you to mask. Then they want you to get the vaccine. Then they want to impose vaccine passports a totalitarian's paradise. If you go along with the evil, if you go along to get along, you are actually aiding and abetting the tyrants in their tyranny. You're helping the tyrants accomplish their evil. You must resist them at every step, right from the beginning with the mask. The mask was meant to teach you to obey. The mask was meant to help legitimize the whole COVID narrative, that there's actually this awful virus that's just killing people by the millions all around our country and on and on. It's insane what they've done, what they've foisted upon the people here. You must resist it every step of the way. Here in America, we have seen virtually no resistance at the national government, zero. They've been imposing the narrative, the false narrative week after week, month after month, for a year now. Moving the people in fear and hysteria while they accrue powers to the state that should never be given to them. The state governments have failed to interpose against the federal government. The federal government is smart. They've given billions of dollars to the states if they go along with the false narrative of COVID-19. The governors here have become like little gods, little emperors who sent out decrees and everybody just blithely obeys. It's a sickening thing to watch. We have not had one legislature in all of America check one of these lawless governors since this evil has begun. We have, however, thanks be to God, seen county and local officials stand in interposition against the evil that's been foisted upon the people. We've seen hundreds, we have over 3,000 counties in America. We have seen hundreds, they're in the minority by far, but we have seen hundreds 
of county sheriffs standing in her position in defiance of the lawless edicts of these governors and of our national government. We have also seen county boards standing in her position. We have seen mayors, we have seen common councils, city councils stand in her position, but nothing from the state legislatures, nothing from the state government staying in her position against the evil that's going on here. This inner position by these county and local officials is what's known as the doctrine of the lesser magistrate. The doctrine of the lesser magistrate, simply put, is that when the higher ranking civil authority makes unjust or immoral, or in our case here in America, unconstitutional law, policy, or court opinion, the lower or lesser ranking civil authority has both the God-given right and duty not to obey the superior authority, and if necessary, to actively resist that superior authority. That's what these sheriffs, these county boards, these mayors, these city councils have done. They've stood in inner position, far and few between, but yet hundreds of them have stood in inner position. This is the doctrine of the lesser magistrate. Let me give you a brief example of how this doctrine works, plays itself out in time and space. I'm in Wisconsin, the state below me is Illinois. The governor there has been a tyrant like our government has been here. The governor in Illinois is named Pritzker. And like all the governors here in America last May, a year ago, he was giving out new edicts, new decrees every 48 to 72 hours. And in May of last year, he put out his latest decree, which was no businessman can open their business until I say they can open their business. And if you open your business before I say you can, you will now be arrested and charged with a misdemeanor crime. Illinois has 102 counties, but only one county assembled its county board together and put out their own decree, declaring that their businessmen in their jurisdiction were free to reopen their businesses immediately. Um, they also cautioned the governor and the state to interfere with their businessmen and said that they would use all their authority in order to protect their businessmen. Well, Governor Pritzker responded in good tyrant fashion. He threatened to take away their federal money. He threatened to slap them around the room and do other things. This was in the media for a week. And after one week, the Illinois State Police put out a press release declaring that they would not arrest any businessmen in the entire state who opened their business before Governor Pritzker said they could. And the very next day after that, Governor Pritzker rescinded his order. That is how the doctrine of the lesser magistrate works. The superior authority does wrong, does evil, does immorality and justice. The lesser authority doesn't join in that rebellion, Rather, they do their duty and stand in inner position against the lawlessness of the superior authority. That's an example of the doctrine of the lesser magistrates right there. And I'll tell you what's going on in America right now, just to share with you. Um, this evil of election fraud that we had here, including our state here in Wisconsin, we know there was massive fraud. What those men meant for evil I see God using for good because for the first time ever 
in our country since I've been alive, I see people finally getting their eyes off DC and focusing on local and county government. They see they've been sold out by their state governments, by their national government. They are busy in county and local government. So what they meant for evil, God is using for good, a grassroots movement of many Christian people who've never been involved in civil government matters, many Americans who've never been involved in civil government matters, suddenly getting involved. And it's encouraging to see. This doctrine of the lesser magistrate was founded in the Reformation. The first time the doctrine was formalized was in 1550 in Magdeburg, Germany, in what's known as the Magdeburg Confession, which we published the first English translation of in 2012. So that English-speaking people, English-speaking people can now read this confession. In the confession, we see the doctrine of the lesser magistrate formalized. Very important doctrine. After Luther died in 1546, Charles V, the Holy Roman Emperor, tried to re-Romanize all of the Protestant lands, bring them back under Roman Catholic rule, belief, and doctrine. And only one city in the entire Holy Roman Empire stood in opposition, and that was Magdeburg, Germany. Their magistrates wrote this, pardon me, their churchmen wrote this confession, stood four square with their magistrates who had stood, who had sat under their preaching for over two decades. Understand Magdeburg was the first city in all of Germany to embrace the Reformation. Luther said, we took the city without firing a shot, just being faithful to Christ. That's what he said. And so here you have this situation. Um, Luther dies, Melanchthon, who's his heir apparent, goes along with the um, Augsburg interim, which Charles V issued to bring all the Protestant lands under Roman Catholic practice, rule and belief. Only Magdeburg stands in opposition. The first signer of the confession is Nicholas von Amstorf. Nicholas von Amstorf was a close friend of Martin Luther. In fact, he was a close friend of Peter Melanchthon, who was going along with the interim. Nicholas von Amstorf was with Martin Luther in 1521, when he went to Worms, Germany, to be tried as a heretic, to defend his views. He was with Luther and knew Luther was going to be abducted by Frederick the Wise, even though Luther didn't know about it. When they were near Eisenach on their way back from Wittenberg, lo and behold, Luther was abducted. And it wasn't a true abduction. It was a feigned abduction. It was done by the elector of Saxony, Frederick the Wise himself. He was put in the Wartburg castle there in Eisenach. People didn't know if he was alive or dead for a year. And there he translated the New Testament into German, gave the German people the first unified language ever in the history of them. So here, Nicholas von Ansdorf had seen the interposition of the lesser magistrate. Frederick the Wise was one of seven electors directly under Charles V. He was told when Luther returns to Wittenberg, arrest him and send him to the emperor. Instead, Frederick the Wise feigned his abduction. He interposed for Luther and hid him in the Wartburg castle. So here we are 25 plus years later and Luther is now dead. And here 
Nicholas von Amsdorf and the other ministers of Magdeburg write this confession, sign it, put it out throughout the Holy Roman Empire, showing that their magistrates, showing from scripture and history, that their magistrates were right to defy the emperor. That's an interesting story. It was a city defying an empire, and they won. There was a 13-month siege that took place because Charles marched on the city. Over 4,000 of Charles's men were killed. 468 Magdeburgers were killed. But in the end, Charles V capitulated. Had it not been for the interposition of Magdeburg, Germany, had it not been for the interposition of their magistrates, the Reformation would have just been a blip on the radar screen of history. It would have been crushed way back then. That's how important their interposition was. That doctrine, which they taught, was furthered by other reformers. John Knox wrote the foremost treatise on the doctrine of the lesser magistrate in his appellation to the nobles of Scotland. The nobles of Scotland were the lesser magistrates of their day. And Knox, in his appellation, cites over 70 passages of scripture to show that the doctrine is sound in the word of God. Christopher Goodman in England wrote about the doctrine, wrote a book about it also, furthered the doctrine. Theodore Beza, on the right of magistrates, he, when he first published that work, had to publish it anonymously because of the political situation. He could have been killed. He thought so highly of the Magdeburgers and what they established in their Magdeburg Confession that he said that the book was written by the ministers of Magdeburg, Germany. Two years later, when it was safe for him to assume authorship, he did. But he thought so highly of them, he said they were the authors of his, of his work on the right of magistrates. John Knox, one time he was debating the Secretary of State for Mary Queen of Scots, and he was debating, um, Maitland was his name, the Secretary of State. And he pointed out this doctrine that the lesser magistrates can oppose, he said even the people themselves, if there are no lesser magistrates, could oppose the superior authority. Maitland responded by saying, I think you'll find no one who supports your view. And John Knox pulled out a copy of the Magdeburg Confession and put it before Maitland. And Maitland looked at the nine names signed on that confession and he said, men of no note. And Knox, as only Knox can do, responded by saying, servants of God, nonetheless. This doctrine is massively important and it's needed right now in Africa, in America, throughout the West, throughout these, the tyrants are worldwide everywhere. I've written a book on the doctrine of the lesser magistrate in order to teach people this doctrine. And um, I pray it lights many hearts on fire. Over 50,000 copies have already been sold. This is a massively important doctrine that needs application in our day, and we're seeing it applied in our day. The county I live in here in Wisconsin, Washington County, we have, I've taught them the doctrine of lesser magistrate for the last five years, talking about the government officials. They actually had me come in and speak to them. Um, they, some county board members were there. The mayor of West Bend, which is the county seat, was there. The sheriff was there. Um, state representatives, two of them were there, um, and other officials, and they invited the public in, and I taught this doctrine to them. They understand their duty. We're the only county out of 72 counties that has stood in interposition against the lawlessness of our governor.
That's how important this doctrine is to teach your magistrates what their duty is in the sight of God when the superior authority does evil. So I pray that you will um, learn of this doctrine, that you will um, make it known to others. Extremely important to do. You can go to our website, defytyrants.com, defytyrants.com. You can also go to our YouTube channel. We have a YouTube channel. We're also at Gab, Gab, G-A-B.com, Gab TV. We have a group, our group there also. Um, Defy Tyrants. So go to our Defy Tyrants channel at YouTube or our Defy Tyrants channel at Gab, and you can see many short little videos we make regarding this doctrine and the interposition of lesser magistrates. Repentance is needed, and we need to call men to repentance. The Lord has allowed the tyrants because we're a rebellious people here in America. We are a rebellious people against his law, against his word, making law absolutely contrary to his law and word for decades now. Repentance is needed. Unfortunately, we've seen very little repentance. The churchmen have blithely complied here. It's sickening to watch. Over 95% have gone along with helping the tyrants accomplish their tyranny, teaching their Christian people to mask up, to stay six feet apart, follow all the Jojo the circus monkey nonsense, and then many of them took money from the government because the government gave them money for shutting down their churches and then for following all the nonsensical edicts of these health tyrants who have invaded our lives. So much more I could say to you. Be faithful to Christ. Call men to repentance. Point them, point them to his ways. The tyranny will increase. And as it does, men's ears will be more willing to hear. God bless you. And thank you again. Matt Chuella here from Wisconsin. God bless you.